<laughs> Welcome to the Lair of Secrets podcast, a podcast exploring the sprawling caverns of gaming, hidden treasures of geekdom, and the unexpected intersections of reality. Summer is coming, which means reading. Today we will talk about the lists of books and comics and other media that we're putting on our summer reading list. So, uh, what's at the top of your list, David? Yeah, I think this is only the second summer reading list I've done, uh, inspired by you. I've got a list. It'll probably grow, given my access to the library and the library apps. I put three of the Terry Pratchett Discworld novels on my list. Uh, Small Gods, which I had started reading and then lost the book, paid for the book at the library, and then found the book again. So I figure I should at least finish it. It's about a small <laughs> turtle-shaped god. And... Uh, so I'll, I'll read that one. Uh, and then the other two are uh, Moving Pictures, which is the start of the Industrial Revolution timeline. Uh, I've got this uh, Discworld Reading Order Guide 3.0, and it gives diff the different timelines where you could start reading Discworld, etc. I think I had started with some of the watch novels with Guards Guards. I had not done any of the industrial revolution ones uh so i don't know what that's like uh but uh, moving pictures is the first one and then i've read guards guards men men at arms and feet of clay which are the first three watch novels and jingo is the fourth of the watch novels and vimes and his crew in the watch are uh, always a lot of fun to read or listen to then I've also uh, had started The Gods of H.P. Lovecraft, which was, uh, it's a collection of short stories by modern authors and all in the, the H.P. Lovecraft mythos, uh, but without all the racism. So uh, that's a nice addition. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm looking forward to that one. And I kind of grew up on short stories when in high school. I had really good access to the public library. It was really near the high school and I could just walk over there and I pretty much read through the science fiction and fantasy aisles uh, and started with novels, but then gravitated toward a lot of the short story collections. So uh, I enjoy short stories when I, I don't seek them out as much anymore, but the, these kind of called to me the next one as well. Uh, so legends Two which is another short story collection in a shared world, I believe. Uh, I don't really actually know much about it, but I do know that there are several authors that I enjoy, including, uh, and her name is escaping me right now, uh, the murder bot. Um, Martha Wells. Martha Wells, yes, thank you. I believe she's in uh, Legends 2 as well. And I've just read a couple of her early novels that are being re-released uh, like Death of the Necromancer, I got that no novel from the library. It, she's re-editing it and, and they're re-releasing it because of the success of Murderbot. And then the last one's kind of heavy, um, is Slaughterhouse-Five. Yes, <laughs> yes uh, it is. <laughs> I haven't read it. It's uh, by Kurt Vonnegut and it's about kind of the horrors of war. Uh, and it was his way of processing what he saw as a prisoner of war in World War II. I've heard a lot about it, but I have never read it. So um, there's a couple of those things out there that I've never read, like Catcher in the Rye or any of those others. But uh, Slaughterhouse-Five, he's a science fiction author. I, I figured I would dive into this one. Might be, might be the wrong end of the pool to dive in. No, I think it's right. I mean, I read it 
I think I might have read it in college as part of a science fiction seminar, or I picked it up as just a book that I thought I should read because it's kind of one of those sort of seminal works. And so it's very, it, it's about the, the main character gets caught up in the firebombing of Dresden during World War II, which was a, just a completely horrific event. Like, you know, so many bombs, the atmosphere catches fire, right? And it, it definitely has its sci-fi elements because he's, there's a, there's some, some temporal displacement going on. Gotcha. <laughs> so it's good. I had read like this. I think I re actually, maybe I read Sirens of Titan for my science fiction seminar. And then I was like filling, going back in and filling in other spots. I haven't actually read a lot of Vonnegut, but I enjoyed Slaughterhouse-Five. I think it's probably my favorite favorite book by him. Um, and I read Legends 1, uh, which oh, came out in okay. like, yeah, in 1998, because there's the Little Sisters of Luria, I think. It's a, it's a gunslinger tie-in for Stephen King. Okay. And at the time, I was just like gaga about the gunslinger and anything that came out that even referenced the gunslinger I had to read. I don't know. It wasn't I don't at the time. And mind you, it's been a long time. I don't believe it was like a themed sort of anthology like the, the George R.R. R. Martin wild cards. OK, one where everybody's like contributing different stories to a shared universe. I think it's right. much more a, a collection of science fiction masters doing their thing. OK. Okay. Yeah, I think we might have actually talked about this before because this is not the first time that I have tried <laughs> to pick this one up. Um, it just had happened to be, I have this habit of checking out a bunch of books on the library app because it's so easy. And then I'll be reading some and then some will just automatically get returned. Um, and this right. was one of them because I had, I had gone into, I think, Lockwood & Co. and a couple of others uh, and <laughs> dove into those. Binti. Uh, I think was another one. It's a an Afro future, um, really good right. set of books. Um, and so I got into that series, uh, and and I think Legends just kind of got returned. And so as I was looking through all these things, my history in there, looking to put together a summer reading list because I know that some of these books got returned automatically. That's when I pulled Gods of H.P. Lovecraft and Legends 2 back off of that. Hey, you checked these out, but never read them pile. Right. So. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that's kind of like the pile of books I have next to my nightstand <laughs> or on my nightstand next to my bed <laughs> where all good books go to die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, do actually, actually... <laughs> I do actually have a, a pile like that on a on a little bookshelf next to my bed as well that I might want to take a look at, you know, with with the way my brain works. If it's been sitting there long enough, it just it becomes part of the wall. And I don't right. really think about it. Yeah. So, but what I was saying earlier was like, this is like my second summer of officially putting together a reading list. You've done this a few times. I have. I am now, by my count, uh, I, I am now on my 16th annual summer reading list. <laughs> um, so, uh, and and la last year I had like 17 books on my list and a whole bunch of novellas and stuff. And, and I guess I did not make as much progress as I would have liked. Uh, the Lord of Light really kind of kicked my butt last year. Uh, it was... It's a heavy yeah. book and, mm -hmm. and it's like it, the writing style is a little bit like I was I was I went in expecting like Nine Princes in Amber and I, I didn't I got something closer to the similar Simmerillion, right? Yeah. Like there's a lot of God stuff and like there's a lot of it's like a, it's got a lot going on in it and it just it was a it was a bit of a slug for me and it just slowed down my pace throughout the rest of the summer because I think I just spent June reading that book. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it kind of read to me. It felt like an an earlier novel. Like, I think he might've written Lords of Light before he wrote 
any of the nine princes any of the amber novels yes um and it's written in a very different style than i won't say less modern because sherlock holmes is written in what i would consider a modern style but there are several there are a lot of science fiction uh, stories from like the the late 60s early 70s sort of thing that you know like foundation is one of those it's a, a bunch yes. of people sitting around yes. a table talking um right <laughs> and uh, as i heard it described earlier this week uh or last week um but zelazny you know with that one there are characters in it they do talk but it's kind of like almost like you're looking down on them you're not like with them yes it's kind of like a third person over the shoulder perspective right or like the was it isometric when you're you're playing yeah. shoulders gate or whatever but um I mean, I, and I also think he was playing with language on purpose, right? So I think he was he was purposely trying to be a bit archaic in places because he was trying to go for that mythology feel. Yep. And so, you know, it, it it definitely had it definitely felt like it was pulling on some of like the language tropes that you would get from the Bible, right? So anyway, it slowed me down, and I did not get through all of my books, which is why some of my books on this year's list I probably mentioned on last year's list. <laughs> <laughs> but one I did not mention on last year's list because it's new is uh, Dragons of Deceit by Margaret Weiss and uh, Tracy Hickman, uh, which it, this is high school for me. I read the mm -hmm. Dragonlance books. Um, to the point where the covers just fell off and then you buy another book and then you reread it again and then that cover falls off. <laughs> and then, so my my original Dragonlance books are pretty, pretty badly abused. So um, it's pretty cool. I, I cannot remember the last time I read a Dragonlance book. It was probably the anthology short story. Like the, they had a, they released a theory series of like Dragonlance tales or something like that, which was like filling in the holes in the War of the Lance. And so yep. it's it's been a long time. <laughs> so this this new one features uh Des, 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 Destina? Destina. Okay. Rose Thorn. Her father died during the War of the Lance, and so now she's trying to find uh some sort of time travel magic item that will allow her to go and save her father. So I suspect there will be shenanigans where we get to meet the heroes of the War of the Lance and um and we shall see. <laughs> okay. So I, I, I mean, it's a good excuse travel, to go back to Dragonlance. <laughs> yeah, time travel is uh, not unknown in Dragonlance because the second well, series was yes. the brothers traveling back in time to, I don't remember exactly when anymore. It was just before the Cataclysm, if I remember That's correctly. right. Yeah, it's just before the Cataclysm. So... So I'm looking forward to that one just because this it's going to I'm reading it for pure nostalgia purposes. I don't know how, how good it's going to be, but it's like coming home to some old friends. Um, speaking of old friends, we have uh, Thrawn is back. Uh, we if, if you haven't watched the Ahsoka trailer, uh, you probably mm -hmm. should. Um, there's been hints dropped all over the place during the Mandalorian season two. And I don't I don't remember if they mentioned anything in season three. He's in um, Rebels. But in any case. He's in Rebels, yes. And so he he disappears at the end of Rebels. And now there there is strongly implied that he's coming back in some way now. So um, he was like lost in time and space at the end of Rebels. So, you know, obviously, like, who knows what he's been up to or where he's been or what have you. So that that's going to be interesting. But before all that, there was the Thrawn Ascendancy books. Um, there's actually been like two prequel trilogies. This is the third book of the second trilogy by Timothy Zahn. How much more Star Wars can you get? So many different mm -hmm. trilogies. So it's Star Wars, Lesser Evil, Thrawn Ascendancy, Book 3, which is a total mouthful, and which might be the exact <laughs> same thing I said last year. Um, so I, I totally forgot that I didn't read it. <laughs> gotcha. This was supposed to be my beach book, 
And I think I even own it. And I just, I don't think I read it. <laughs> so I'm going to go back and, and read that. One that I did not read last year because it hadn't come out yet. It came out in October of 2022 is um, Station Eternity by Murr Lafferty. Did you read yep. this one? I did read this one. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's a it's a cozy murder on a space on a Babylon 5 space station. Like Babylon 5-esque <laughs> space station. And and the next book in the series comes out uh, in November. Murr's um, been talking about it. It's Chaos Terminal. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, I figure I should probably get caught up. <laughs> it's and good. I'm always I looking for new series. <laughs> I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, she she melds the cozy murder mystery meets sci-fi pretty well. Cool. And I think the last book I read by Murr was Six Weeks. Which that I would also be, yeah, that would be the last one prior to this. That 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 one's a cool one in that like the the, the idea is you've got people who are traveling to colonize a new world someone has it's a kind of another murder mystery in space if it I is correctly right yeah, someone has died and they're trying to figure out one. yep yeah so it was it was good i really i think she really hit her stride with that one and it was very enjoyable um so yeah go out and read station eternity uh then i you know occasionally when i'm doing my summer reading list i kind of look back for, through what i read in the past and like, huh, I wonder if there's any sequels to books that I enjoyed and just lost track of, right? And so one of these is Peter Klein's um, Threshold Universe. So the third book in the series, there's actually a, a fourth one that came out as well. Um, this one's called Dead Moon. And so the Threshold series, I kind of stumbled into this one. It's, uh, it's The first book is called 14, and it takes place in an apartment building. And you've just got like normal people in this apartment building. But there's something very weird about one of the rooms in this apartment building. And so you have the, the people coming together to try and figure out what the heck is going on. And at the end of the day, there's just something very weird in their basement um, and sort of extra dimensional and what have you. And then that was that was followed up by the fold which is uh, traveling to alternative reality, to an alternative reality, and then the consequences thereof. Have you read these books? I have not. I have not. This is the first time hearing of them, I think. So they've, so. they've, <laughs> I've read so many books, I occasionally forget what I've read. Um, but uh, it's kind of like Lost meets Lovecraft meets Weird Science. So okay. it's, uh, you know, like you were saying uh, in your list, like, you know, Lovecraft about the racism. I think this probably fits in that genre too. But it's got a, that kind of like, world buildy something funky's going on and and fun twists so it's they're they're they were quirky is what i remember i like i enjoyed them and so i'm excited that there's possibly two books this summer that i could read from that universe um then i've got another mouthful star wars style <laughs> series which is the lost fleet which the original like six books were about this uh alliance fleet like they're the good guys who are fighting against okay. the syndicate who are the bad guys they're like a corporate uh monoculture type thing and they've been at war for 100 years uh captain blackjack geary awakens from hypersleep and uh basically assumes command of the fleet through a series of events and the, those books are all about him fighting his feet his fleet back to home territory um and trying to save the alliance there have been many books in this series since then, and now he is once again in control of the fleet, and he is going to fight the Enigmas, which are this alien race, that um, alien species that has been behind many of the unintended consequences of the war that lasted for 100 years. So 
it's fun to be coming back again. It's kind of, again, it's like one of those old friends books. Like every mm -hmm. year that I can add this to my summer reading list, it's like when I want to read it because I'm going to rip through this in no time. Unlike Lord of Light, this is a book I could read in a day. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, the, the Miles Vorkosigan saga. I think is is that one for me. And back in junior high and high school, that would have been uh, any Dragon Riders of Pern book. Oh yes, yes. I mean, I've got I read. I read all those too. I, I keep waiting for it's funny, right? Because there's all of these books that I've I've tried to turn my son on to because he's a he's a big reader, but he kind of goes in spurts. He'll get a series and then he'll just tear through it. And so mm -hmm. he most recently read Dune. I think he's I think he might be on Children of Dune this summer. It reminds but, me. Um you know, Yeah, Aaron Aaron and I watched the new Dune and she's like, I might actually want to read this book. So I, I, I need to go and go through my uh, my bookshelves or, or the boxes and the uh, books that I have and uh, see if I can get this for her. So I want to foster her interest in wider sci-fi than just Star, Star Wars. So, Right. <laughs> and uh, I got to say, the new Dune trailer looks pretty freaking amazing. It so, looks good. Like It, it just I'm, gives me so much hope. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of... Like, I really enjoyed the other Dune movie, the one with Sting ah. and such. And I re I, unlike a lot of people, I really enjoyed it. Um, I saw it before I read the book, so that probably oh. had a very big uh, impact yeah. in whether I liked it or not. But I really enjoy this take on it. Like, it's... It, well, one, the special effects are just, you know, decades better. Uh, and yes. uh, they they seem to be uh, doing the original source material justice. And like, it's just a beautiful movie as well. So like the ornithopters look amazing. Uh, yes. And much yes. better than they did in the original Dune movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole thing, like it's not... I savor it when I watch it. And I what get what it gives me the most hope for is this director uh, is also going to do rendezvous with Rama. Oh, okay. And, you know, he did arrival and I'm going to massacre his name. It's Dennis, uh, Dennis Villeneuve. 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 I'm always Maybe. horrible at pronunciation. Yeah. But in any case, he is, he's doing rendezvous with Rama after he clean, like he finishes up however many of the Dune movies he was going to make. I'm hoping he's going to get through Dune Part 2, make rendezvous with Rama, and then come back and do Dune Messiah. Because my understanding from doing some research on the internet is that was that's what the plan is. But rendezvous with Rama, okay. which I believe we talked about before, is about this massive spacecraft that enters our solar system and the crew this, of a, the spaceship that goes to investigate it. And it's awesome. The visuals are fantastic. Like, the mental visuals are fantastic. And I think he could actually pull this off. So, you know, I, classic novel by like Arthur C. Clarke. <laughs> I may need to add that to my list for this summer. I don't think I've read it. I read Moat in God's Eye, which was actually Heinlein, uh, I think. And no, that's uh, that's Nevin and... Um... It was it was a it was uh God, we're gonna find it. Yeah. <laughs> that was your keyboard um, is less clacky than mine, so I'll let you look at yeah, it. Yeah, Larry Nevin and Jerry uh Pornell. Okay. Yeah, nineteen seventy-four. Yeah. But goody. Yeah. I read it a while after it came out. 
because I was three when it came out. So let's, you know, um, uh, I was also three when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I was an early reader, but I was not that early of a reader, not of that type of material. Yeah. So I know my dad did, uh, cause it was in the house. I just never read it. Uh, and so I, I'd be interested in that one. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'll probably want to pick up some of the other ones that, that, uh, my dad had read uh, that I had always been in my brain, but never quite think of it as like Red Mars, Green Mars. There's a series there where oh, Mars yeah, gets terraformed yeah. over generations. Um, Kim Stanley Robinson. Is that okay? Yeah, Rendezvous <laughs> with Rama. Uh, it, I'm I'm going to put it on my list. So I will I will put it into the our document here to make it official. Sweet. I'm glad I set to sell you on it. I actually have the Rendezvous with Rama game for the Apple II. I was never able to actually get out of the airlock. <laughs> hey, because hey, kids, when we were kids, oh, you couldn't just go on the internet and figure out how to do stuff. <laughs> you actually had to figure it out for yourself. So I never actually made it to Rama. <laughs> you're you're giving me flashbacks to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy game, and the massive amount of trouble I had just getting that game to run because I oh. had an Apple IIe <laughs> and I had the 80 column card, which allows you to have, instead of 40, 40 characters across the entire screen, it allowed you to do 80 characters across the screen. But my mom and dad had not sprung for, and because it was expensive, the 80 column right. plus RAM upgrade that would upgrade oh. you to 256 <laughs> K of memory. So it would double the amount of memory, you know, K, not megs, not gigs. Right. Go think smaller <laughs> and it wouldn't run. And one day uh, I was at Purdue. They do uh, uh, most, most uh, universities do this. I'm sure yours does have like surplus things, uh, things yes, that are older yes. or whatever. I believe you got your iMac from that. Um, that's exactly how I got my iMac. <laughs> there was a an Apple IIe there that happened to have the 80 column card plus memory. So I got that. I upgraded our computer. I, I was able to run it. And then trying to play Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I played for like an hour or so and, and died multiple times because it's all text <laughs> adventure and it was all, you know, they were brutal back then. And it was yes. like... I couldn't get off Earth before it was bulldozed. I would just die in multiple different ways before that happened. And, yes, uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my uh, my high school friend David and I uh, played it a lot, uh, too much. Quite honestly, I think I mean I I don't think I've told you this story before, but like it was probably on season one. But like we, we I remember vividly going to the library because they had a copy of it there. And instead of doing our research project, we just played Hitchhikers. I believe the whole that. Saturday. I believe it. I believe it. And uh, my parents came to pick us up, and they're like, "Hey, so where's your work?" And we're like, uh, mm, "Yeah, no." And so they're like, "Aren't isn't it due on Monday?" I'm like, mm, "Yeah, well, but there was there was this cool game. Don't you have that game at home?" Yes, but David was here. Why would we do research when David and I could play the game? Right, here? right, and enjoy it together. Yes. Uh, yes. Don't don't underestimate the powers of a lack of impulse control. Yeah. Uh, 
The last thing on my list is uh, Hellboy, The Bones of Giants, which is a new graphic novel compilation um, set in Sweden. Um, so I feel like as a, as a, a descendant of Swedes, um, I guess I'm second generation removed from uh, from Sweden. I feel like I just I need to get this. So um, it's all like Swedish folklore and what have you. So cool. I'm looking forward to it. I'm also looking for other horror novels, just like horror graphic novels. I really enjoy horror graphic novels. Um, and Hellboy has filled that niche for so long, but unfortunately, I've read them all. Gotcha. <laughs> you can't see it; they're all over here. They fill <laughs> two shelves of my bookshelf, right? And I, I mean, Hellboy's good. It is. If you it want is. a very a similar vibe, but not horror, I know you just said you liked horror, but if you want a very similar vibe in terms of like snarky main character, uh, Atomic Robo is a good series to get into. If you want horror, but more of the, hey, we're actually kind of living in this world now, uh, Transmetropolitan is a good one. Uh, yes, which I believe we just <laughs> talked about, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I, I don't, I remember you and I talking about it. I don't remember if it was on the podcast, but uh, maybe I have, we did. I burned through that entire series in a week. I was looking for more cyberpunk stuff and uh, I found it in Transmetropolitan, and it's informing my character. So nice, yeah. So I think um, I, you're reminding me I need to head to the library. I, I have no idea what collection of uh, graphic novels they might have, and I haven't really researched my library's version of a library app. I typically got a Kindle over my shoulder here. Um, typically read on my Kindle, but um, I'm open to you know I have an iPad, so I can read on that as well. Um, it's probably and i don't have my phone here uh because it messes with the audio sometimes uh the <laughs> there's hoopla and that's usually comics and audiobooks and uh and some other stuff like that um and then it used to be overdrive but then they made it into something else yeah but a lot of yeah. a lot of libraries have that and what a what the the app that I can't remember the name of, uh, what it does <laughs> is most of the time you can set it so that you can read with Kindle and it will just, Oh, okay. It, you'll open it up on your phone or your, your computer, uh, and borrow the book and you say, read with Kindle. Is that complicated? Don't worry. It's in the show notes. Um, we stream this live on Twitch. Um, so you can get your fix of things early and unedited. Uh, we are Lair of Secrets, one word over there. You can also visit LairofSecrets.com and leave us feedback, topic ideas, or your own thoughts on what books you want to read this summer. And then you can also join our Discord server, which is linked to from the homepage. We haven't been promoting that that much, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it's out there and we talk on it a lot. So if you want to chat with us, uh, please stop by and, and join the Discord server.